Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Brian Barnhart, who's the play-by-play voice in Illinois. And I said, hey, Brian, 1,477 days since Ohio State plays basketball in Illinois. You're both in the Big Ten, correct? (laughs) Who was running this thing? (laughs) He says, yes, sir. One game was in Chicago in 2018, so that is part of it. And I said, texted him back. I said, look, a conference team should never need Google Maps to find the arena. He wants to know if I'm ready for four games in seven days. <laughs> let's see. Been ready for, let's see. I'm going to put that. Been ready for, what's today's date? The 15th? That's right. Been ready for, been ready for 17 days. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks, heroes, the peanuts, fresh and out every day in that pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Time now for our play-by-play call of the day. Lee comes back in, a two-on-one develops, he shoots, he scores! Anders Lee was heading for the bench, he stayed was. on, and winds up scoring a goal. Sam, everybody was up the ice, the ice, and look at there he goes. Uh, maybe I'll stay out here. He turns it into a two-on-one. <laughs> yeah, a uh, little hockey on this day as Anders Lee scored for the Islanders. Their four-nothing win over the Rangers on opening night. Uh, so there you go. Uh, I think I should get to the email first, then we'll get to Ben Lindsay, okay? Brian's response, may need to grab your money, he says, for, for the pregame show, more on Hawaii being in the league. Again, there are too many people in this league don't think outside the box. My proposal was to make Hawaii the 12th team. That way, every year, you're guaranteed a trip out there. I'm sorry, but <laughs> somebody has to do the thinking. Uh, before we get to Ben Lindsay, Steve, this is from our good friend Jim in San Francisco. With the news of Tom Bradley being let go by the Steelers, a hypothetical question came to mind. If the tragic crimes of Jerry Sandusky had not been committed, do you think that Coach Bradley would have been made Penn State's head coach in 2012? And if he had, would he still be the coach in 2021? How might the program look today? Uh, I think he would have been positioned in 2012 uh, he would have been well positioned in 2012 to have a realistic shot at it and he would have put his own imprint on it but I think there are certain elements of the program the way Joe ran it would have been part of the element in which he ran it but not completely the same you know not completely the same 
I mean, it's a, it's an interesting hypothetical. You know, but uh, things turned out the way they did. But this is what I've told groups for a long time. For 46 years, Penn State had absolutely the right, the absolutely the right person in Joe Paterno to be the head coach. And then when they needed somebody to hold everything together at the end of 2011, Tom Bradley was the right person. Bill O'Brien was the right person at the right moment in 12 and 13. Moving forward, last few years now, moving forward, James Franklin is the right person. I just feel like they've had the right person at the right time. And this is James' time, and he's the right person at this time. James is going to have a press conference on Monday, by the way. Uh, I don't know if he's going to address Doug Peterson's firing or not. With that, let's take a look at the uh, NFL playoffs. Ben Lindsay, Pro Football Focus. Ben, welcome. Great to have you with us on the show. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. All right. So uh, we're going to get to the playoffs uh, this weekend. Uh, we don't have six games. We have four. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's let's just do them in some sort of uh, order here. So Green Bay gets the Rams first. Uh, when you look at... Uh, at the Rams. I know Aaron Donald always grades out at the top of this whole thing. What kind of grade did he get for that Seattle game last week? Yeah, he was he was awesome uh, in, in that game again. It seems like every, every time uh, he plays Seattle, um, he, he's making an impact against that offensive line. They just don't really have many answers for him on the interior. Uh, and it's a little bit different case against Green Bay. He's coming in that game banged up. They do have some some strong guys at guard and center, guys like Elton Jenkins, uh, Corey Lindsley. Um, so it should be a fun matchup. Well, getting Lindsley back was huge. They got Lindsley back what two games ago. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah. that was a you know I thought that was big for Green Bay to get to get him back into the lineup. The, I want I want to stay I want to stay with the Rams defense for a moment. It's one thing when you've got a guy like Ramsey on one side, and you got to go after him sometimes. You just can't have him, let him have a free pass. Uh, but that means the guy on the other side, and I'm thinking about Hill here, is going to get a lot of attention. How's he done grade-wise? Because, I mean, I've, t- I've looked around. I've seen him make a couple of big plays. Yeah, Hill's graded pretty well. And the other guy in that secondary who's, who's really graded well this year and played well is Darius Williams. Uh, he obviously jumped that route last week and, and took it back for the pick six. And we've seen that a few times uh, throughout the year. So it's not just Ramsey. They have three guys with Hill, uh, Darius Williams, and Ramsey who can who can really cover, and, and they move them around a little bit. Ramsey doesn't always play outside. He can mm-hmm. travel into the slot, um, play that star role that they call it. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see whether the Rams choose to have him shadow Devontae Adams. That's something he's done a lot this year, uh, and I think there's a good chance he does it again. Yeah, and that's what was going to – by the way, I want to throw the name Nick Scott in there too. The former Nittany Lions done a pretty good job when he's been out there for the Rams. Now I want to bring that to, to Devontae Adams. Uh, is he the number one receiver you have in your, on your board right now? Yes, he, he ended yeah. the regular season as our top graded receiver, and there's really there's not any areas that he can't win. He can win downfield, 
uh, his route running, he can just create separation at all levels. And the connection he has right now with Aaron Rodgers, uh, the timing that they have together, the sort of feel after five, six years together, um, it's all starting to click. Uh, so it's it's a tough matchup even for a cornerback like Jalen Ramsey um, if you're stuck on him and man. All right, so we know Aaron Rodgers is going to be graded out across the board. I mean, he's going to be high. So where's Jerry Goff in all this? I mean, he's an interesting guy where at moments he looks like, okay, things are okay, and then the next moment you sit back and go, he goes from whoa to whoa. <laughs> yeah, I think you nailed it. Uh, that's that's sort of what Jerry Goff is. He's more towards the middle of the pack, and if things are going well, uh, for golf, if he has clean pockets, if you're you're getting them him those easy throws, um, the sort of bootlegs that they like to run, where he can read the three levels and hit the open guy, you can see why he was the number one overall pick in that draft. He he has the arm; he can make those throws. Um, it's when pressure gets home, uh, when things go off structure, that's when he sort of starts to fall apart, and it can look really bad at times when that happens. The next game on Saturday on NBC will be Buffalo and Baltimore. When you look at Josh Allen, I don't know if you have a comparison from last year to this year. I don't know if you have that in front of you, but I'll ask it. I mean, is it dramatic last year to this year with him? It's night and day. Uh, His first two years in the NFL, 2018 and 2019, if you combine them, uh, he was our 32nd graded quarterback. And I think he jumped all the way to fifth or sixth uh, this year. He's, he's been one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Really improved from an accuracy standpoint. Uh, that was an issue his first two years in the league. Um, but he's he's cut down on those balls where you used to see him airmail those passes, miss wide open guys. That's not happening happening nearly as often. And I think a lot of that has to do with obviously the corrections he made to his throwing motion that's been talked about in the off season. But also the Bills have done a really good job of, of giving him a good environment, uh, adding in Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley the year before, improving that offensive line. I think Brian Dayball has done a really good job with that offense, and you see that with all the coaching interviews he has lined up. <laughs> um, so, so it's just all in all, it's, it's a really impressive improvement uh, from that offense. So now we get to Lamar Jackson. Where, yeah, we look. He, I mean, he runs beautifully. I've I've never seen a quarterback run as smoothly, cut as smoothly as him. Uh, long strider, and the stride he has reminds me of when Terrell Pryor played at Ohio State. I mean, he eats up a lot of ground when he runs. But what about the accuracy part with him? Where is Lamar Jackson's accuracy on your grades? That's still not a strength uh, to his game. Even if you're looking at his MVP year last year, he wasn't a super accurate quarterback. Uh, the reason he was able to have so much success is like you talked about. His, his rushing ability is just unique at the quarterback position. Uh, it's an extra thing that defenses have to account for. They have to change their entire defense to defend it. Yep. Um, and he was doing such a good job of hitting those big chunk plays in the passing game. Uh, the the seam throws to Mark Andrews is an area where he seems to have really good feel. But if you make him throw outside the numbers a little bit more uh, and condense the middle of the field, that's when we've seen him have trouble in the past. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if the Bills try to do some of that in this game. All right. Uh, so when the next game up, obviously, uh, 
as we train now I talked all quarterbacks here obviously uh, before I get before I get to that is, give me a wild card player in the Rams Packers game and give me a wild card player in the Bills Ravens game that you're keeping an eye on that could swing the game one way or the other outside of a, outside of the quote star guy yeah in in Rams Packers um I think Leonard Floyd, yep. their edge defender, okay. is an interesting name. A guy they added this offseason who's had one of his better years in his career. Uh, the Packers obviously lost David Bakhtiari at tackle, so they've got Huge. replacements in there. So if he can get some pressure off the edge, and even if Donald has a has a somewhat down game, a little bit banged up, um, if, if Floyd is able to get some pressure, that would be big. Uh, and then Bills, Ravens, I think Marlon Humphrey. The cornerback, good pick. Just based based on how much man coverage um, the Ravens like to play, mm-hmm. so he's going to be lined up with Stephon Diggs a lot, Cole Beasley in the slot because he, he plays inside and outside. Um, so the, how well he sticks on those guys, I think it's going to be big for Baltimore. All right, so Cleveland Kansas City will be the opening game on Sunday at three o five on CBS, and the games at Arrowhead. We hear a lot about Patrick Mahomes. I feel like Kansas City has been very good as a team this year, but not great. I think they've been very good. I feel like Patrick Mahomes has been very good most of the time, and then flashes greatness. So how's he graded out in reality? Yeah, he's he's not he hasn't graded out as a top quarterback in the NFL uh, this year for us. That's Aaron Rodgers. Um, he's I'm more sure. in that that five. <laughs> he's more in that five range, uh, sort of right there with Allen. Um, and I think that that reflects in how he's played this year. Obviously, if you if you say Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, not too many people are going to argue with you just based on what he's done the last few years. And I still think he can turn it on here in the playoffs. But the last the back half of the season, it just seemed like that offense um, was sort of sleepwalking at times. You look at that game against Atlanta late. Um, and it's it's understandable, right? They, they have a, an elite offense with a lot of talent. Um, didn't have a ton of challengers at the top of the AFC, especially with the way Pittsburgh was the season. Um, so I still think they're the best offense in left in the playoffs, which makes them the Super Bowl favorites. All right, so then uh, let's get to Baker, uh, or as the as the security guard at uh, Cleveland calls him, Parker. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what do you think of Baker, Mayfield? Yeah, Baker, that, that game against Pittsburgh was impressive. I know yes, they jumped out to that massive lead, um, so it, he wasn't asked to do as much necessarily. But he didn't make mistakes. Uh, he didn't give the Steelers a chance right. at turnovers, um, which, which is the key thing that they have to do here again against Kansas City. Um, even if they jump out to that big lead, you don't feel, you don't feel as comfortable uh, with the Chiefs offense on the other side of the field if you do Pittsburgh. Um, so I think he's going to have to hit a few more throws and really limit mistakes like he did again last week and, and get the ball out to Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, yeah. those guys who can make people miss in, in the open field. All right, so Ben, let's get to the same question I asked in the other two games. Wild card player each side, Cleveland, Kansas City. Uh, for the Chiefs, I'm going to go with Chris Jones. Um, on the that's a pretty good wild, that's a pretty good wild card. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> is is uh, but the Chiefs or the Browns? Um, 
they should get Joel Batonio back, I think. That's huge. They have a really strong offensive line in general. We we called it our best offensive line this past year in the regular season. Uh, Wyatt Teller, he's been awesome in the run game. So if Chris Jones can make some plays, I think that's big. And on the other side, um, I'll go with, with Jarvis Landry. We've seen him make plays yeah. uh, down the stretch. Um, he's really the only guy they have out there at wide receiver. Uh, a lot of their offense is based yeah. around the running backs, the tight end. Um, so I think he's going to have to make some plays. All right, so now I feel like we're going to go to old-timers day at Yankee Stadium. Uh, it's going to be uh, New Orleans and Tampa Bay, the nightcap on Fox, uh, Drew Brees, Tom Brady. So how did the two, quote, older guys do, do this season? Yeah, I think Brees showed his age uh, more than Brady did this year. Uh, just based on our grades, Brady finished the year second in our quarterback grades, which is a surprise a lot of people, I think. Are they coming to get you? I just want to make sure. If, if they are, <laughs> no, talk it's, fast. It's outside the window. <laughs> talk fast. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I hope I'm good. Yeah, we think you are, too. Go ahead, Ben. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, Brady graded out better for us than Breeze. Breeze, especially at the beginning of the year and come down the stretch, you saw his arm strength started to become an issue. Yeah. Um, where not only he couldn't hit all the downfield throws that he used to be able to, but he wasn't as confident on some of those window throws yeah. over the middle of the field that the Saints' offense is really based around. Um, so I think the Buccaneers have the edge there. If we're talking about the team overall, I still think the Saints have a better roster, which is what should make this game uh, a good one. Which now gets to the question again, wild card each team. Uh, for the Saints, I will go with Deontay Harris. Uh, I'll go a little bit deeper down. Interesting. Um, All right, because I mean, guy who they used him a lot really more down tried. the stretch. Yeah, that that wild card game against the Bears, I think he had seven catches for 87 yards, which is way more usage than we've seen from him in the past. But he's, he's kind of that he's that wild card on their offense, the guy who's yeah. really shifty, uh, quick in the open field, great returner as mm-hmm. well, um, yep. which is an area where he could. Uh, and then on the Buccaneers side, I will go. Um, I'll go with uh, Donovan Smith at left tackle. When you look overall at the Buccaneers offensive line, it's one of the better ones in the league. Yep. But I think you could say Smith is one of the weaker links uh, on that line. Yet he did. Um, a, yet he Saints, did. Yet he did a really good job on Chase Young. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that's that's sort of my point here that against the Saints. They have some good edge rushers as well. Cameron Jordan's going to be over yes. them a lot. Um, so if he can hold up and keep that pressure away from Brady, that's what the Buccaneers are going to need. Ben, this is a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Great breakdown. I think everybody learned a lot more listening to you. Appreciate it. Thanks. Anytime, guys. Ben Lindsay, Pro Football Focus. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. Kia. 
SMC success is because of PPP. No, not alone. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you $2640. The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to $3775. Sportage is start at $23,490. With $22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second-row captive chairs. Buy this mid-size all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hubble's Wharf. Mike Carmen asked the question of me during the interview. He says, I mean, nobody knows how, how often Penn State has practiced this week since they came back. Well, I, I, I'll, I can answer that for you. Uh, today was, and they've already, they're already done with practice for today. Today was the fourth day they practiced this week. They practiced Monday. They practiced Tuesday. They scrimmaged Wednesday. Jim then gave them yesterday off, and then today they were inside uh, the Jordan Center, and I don't mean the practice floor. I mean, I'm talking about the game floor. They practiced uh, on the game floor at the Jordan Center uh, midday today. So they've had four full practices, one of which was a scrimmage. And then uh, tomorrow they'll get some work in on Illinois, and uh, excuse me, uh, get some work in tomorrow on Purdue, and then off to Lafayette. And then stay out on the road because then they go right to Illinois. Classes will begin for them on Tuesday, but they'll have to begin their pra- their classes on the road. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Great to have you with us on this Friday. The King along with MacGyver, next. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrew stock up now. Just get in the car, put the show on in the car, and listen there. It's all good. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks, lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And, of course, they have six great flavors of slushies in the pickle bar led by the barrels of the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Well, Hyundai sales through the roof. And great pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. And a great sales staff that will work with you along with a fabulous service department. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we welcome back to the show, the King. What up? 
How's it going? You know, I, I didn't mention this to you, huh? King. I didn't mention this to you, King, on the phone. DJ LeMayhew, back with the Yanks, baby. I know. A guy at floor shop told me that today. I was relieved to hear that. You're I was a big worried. Yankee fan, right? I said, yeah. And the Yankees got everything on paper, Matt. Yeah, they do. Win the next ten years. So. All right, sorry, I had to get that uh, out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So. I don't know. I hope they win, but and I hope we have fans this year. It's a different game. So Me too. Well, it's tough without fans. Are you guys still into it? Oh, I'm into everything going on. I mean, it's interesting in a, in a, in a people I mean, I've been asked every interview every interview I get, so what's it like with no fans? Like, eh, you know, to be honest with you, like I said, they run out of the tunnel. You're like, and hey, okay. Uh, but then when the game starts, nah, you don't even notice it. Hey, you do on TV. Uh, I basically anyway, feel the same way, but it, is, so. it definitely feels a, a little bit more dead, like in, in between, like during the timeouts, like media timeouts and, and pregame. That's yeah. where you really feel it. But in game, it's not as bad. I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys would feel that way because it's Yankee game. So yeah, it, it probably does feel dead. <laughs> wow, well, come on! You can't tell me looking at Fenway Park empty that I is exciting. I couldn't you know? resist. Well, you know what? That, that's mean, warranted I, there because they spent a billion dollars for tickets. Football's not so bad. But I mean, Sean I, I, Hannity's I, worth two hundred and fifty million dollars. Holy crap! Just to talk. I could do that. Anyway, you guys are the two smartest guys in sports I know, okay? What is the deal with Alabama? Well, for one Why thing, they don't are they fight. so much better than everybody else? I they mean, don't... it's not a little bit. It's a lot of it, and it's every year. Yeah, somebody might catch them on a bad night, but I well, mean, they they're so much better. There's something going on there. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, one of the reasons is they don't fire anybody. <laughs> they just have to keep replacing them because they're so good. They don't need to fire anybody. This is a case with Alabama. First of all, they do a great job. But they also have done a great job of capitalizing on what they've been doing. In, in the NFL, which is obviously pro football as opposed to college football. But everything, let's just take what Urban Meyer just did. Urban Meyer is going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He'll fail. So that, but I'm saying, but th- th- let me take the point all the way through here. Yep. Yep. Because they finished with the worst record, they will get the first overall pick. Yep. Because they finished with the worst record, they will get what's called a last place schedule. And also, they're going to have $79 million in cap money to spend. In college... Okay, that's by being the worst. In college, when you're the best, you naturally attract the best recruits they want to go to your place. You don't have a last-place schedule. You have a schedule that is you know, whatever you work out in your non-conference and then your conference schedule. You end up getting usually pretty good recruiting classes. And to Alabama's credit, they do a great job with that class. 
because their player development is also very good there, and it's not talked about often enough. I think there's an assumption you just roll the ball out and they win, and that's not the case. Why is Mac Jones, a three-star recruited quarterback, now look like a four-star recruited quarterback? Because they did a good job working with him. Uh, and that's, and they've, they've got great facilities. And the last time I saw their facilities was two years ago when I was down there to do basketball. They have great facilities. Saban's done a great job with it. And he, and he actually instills a pretty professional um, atmosphere around the place. You know, it's interesting. You see them make a big play. Do you see them throwing the, you know, you know, throwing the ball, wild celebrations? They hand the ball to the official, and then they hug each other. They actually conduct themselves, you know. Yeah, it's a good I mean, point. They, they do a nice job. They do, you know, to their credit, they do a terrific job with the program. Now, can they yeah. be caught? Yeah, I mean, can they be caught? Sure, they can be caught because they haven't won every year. But boy, they have themselves in a position almost every year. It really is a credit to everything they do, and I, you know, and they do things in a certain way. And this is where money does make a difference. Well, Penn because, State does too. Well, let me give you an example. Waddle got hurt, right? Yep. They got a they got a private plane to get him back to Tuscaloosa after the game. And I, like little things like that 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 are big things. You sit there and go, "Holy mackerel!" Okay, I'm going to go back four years. I sent you a little tweet there. I don't know how to do that stuff. But anyway, they had two starting NFL quarterbacks on the roster who are starting in the NFL right now. Why? Were they? Why? It doesn't make sense to me. To me, there's something going on. They're so much better, and they had this guy. What's that? Mike Jones. Matthew. He was the third string behind yeah. two guys who went for the Heisman Trophy. I, I every year they've got somebody going to the Heisman Trophy. I, but when you have two starting NFL quarterbacks on your roster, I, I don't know. The thing that got me thinking was when they interviewed Saban on ESPN after the game, and he said, kids come to our school because of the education we get them and how we treat them, and we care about what they're going to do after. I'm like, um, that that sounds rehearsed to me. I don't. I don't buy that because I watch you on the sideline, and if a kid makes a mistake, you just about tear his head off. He had, right. the, the only thing he said that was honest was he hates to lose. So right. I, I don't, because I don't buy me, the fact yeah. that I could go to Alabama for a good education or Notre Dame. I'm picking right. Notre Dame. I'm good enough to play at Alabama. I can play at any school in the country, but I end up at Alabama. And and of course a big part of that that he didn't talk about is you know I think that look any player that is recruited right now that's recruited to a power five school okay let's just say power five they're thinking this is the next step to the NFL and those those who end up being recruited to Alabama see the number of guys in the NFL. And I think that's a big draw as well, even though all the parts you just talked about are supposed to be the draw of playing college football. Look, Penn State, James Franklin deeply cares about his players. Penn State, Absolutely. They, they do an excellent job of, de- of developing players here. 
Uh, you don't win 42 games in four years and get the three New Year's Six Bowl games unless you're really good at playing the game. And Penn State gets a lot of guys into the NFL as well. Absolutely. You know, the, yeah, you've right? got just as much a chance of getting in the NFL from Penn State as you do Alabama. Absolutely. They want so, good I mean, players in the NFL. Let's not say, oh, he's from Alabama. He must be good, you know. Yeah. That, I, I don't get why. They're not just better than everybody. They're way better than everybody. Especially I mean, their off, second stringers are yeah. just like, okay. they don't miss a beat with their second string. Especially offensively this year. Especially offensively this year. I mean, they were dynamic offensively. Uh, oh, God, right, that's Pitt Smith. Yeah, he's wide yeah. open. He's really, yeah, well, he's wide open because nobody hits him. Okay. Yeah, okay. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. I, the, gee, what a shocker! They're going to throw it to him. He won the Heisman Trophy three days ago. How can you win the Heisman Trophy? And be that wide open every time? Because they didn't they have played, an athlete because, who could keep up with them. No, Ohio State played scared. They played wrong against him. You, I said on the show on Monday, or actually on Tuesday, you take a linebacker, you put him head up on him every time, and make him go around him. If not, hit him, then release him and have the coverage take place to yeah, a safety corner. Yeah, that's football one That's not complicated. But Ohio State didn't do it. They yeah. didn't do it. Not one time. And don't tell me about the time Borland was covering him. That was a coverage mistake. Right? They didn't do it. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. All right. Now, during the break, did you explain to the king about the wild card? I did, yes. He, he knows what I we're up against here. I got whoever the dog takes. I mean, <laughs> I think the dog is code for the suit. All right, so. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, this show is so easy. <laughs> Okay, so we got a column for the pit bull. That's right. All right, so let's start right in order. Saturday, 4.30, Rams against Rich Garcella's Green Bay Packers. Steve. I'll take the Steelers. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man. Oh. oh, that hurts. That hurts for most of our fan base here. All right, Aaron Donald a little bit banged up. That doesn't help. Uh, and Jared Goff at quarterback. That doesn't help. Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. That helps. Green Bay. King. The Green Bay Packers. I've when Aaron going Donald to... went down, boy, that was tough. And, and it looked like snow. he pulled the stomach muscles. So that's tough. It's... And it's going to snow. There you go. Yeah, I, I like Green Bay, too. Muscles. I still think L.A. keeps it close. I don't think Aaron Donald's going to be 100%, but I think Green Bay can stop the run, too. They have a good defense. That's what makes the difference at the end, Green Bay. Jalen Ramsey against Devontae Adams is a really intriguing oh, yeah. matchup. But, of course, MacGyver, the dog, has the Rams. Wow. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's <laughs> tremendous. <laughs> All right. Can I switch my pick? <laughs> Saturday is... night. Hey, you and you and the dog. You said you wanted to be joined at the hip. There you go. I'm gonna tell. I will. You know what? No, I, I don't see any way the Rams. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. 
Uh, I'm not doing it. Don't put yourself that show, low, did, man. Did, did anybody uh, show I, I don't care about Ramsey. Uh, did, did, what's his did, name? Is going to pick him apart. I mean, He's a big mouth, any, Ramsey. Did anybody, did anybody show the dog Goff's picture? I just wondered. <laughs> That's a good question. I'll have to ask our buddy Tom about He's that. He's just afraid of Donald, that's all. He's <laughs> the only thing yeah. bigger than him. That's so. true. you blame him? That's right. <laughs> no, Donald's a monster. All right, Saturday night, Baltimore at Buffalo. King. Wow. Yeah, tough one for me. Uh, I got the Ravens. Steve. All right, let's just very quickly, I know, do a quick deep dive into this great Ravens winning streak, right? It's been a great winning streak, right? They've been terrific down the stretch, correct? Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay. So let's just take a quick look at exactly who they've defeated during the course of this incredible winning streak. Um, How about nobody? I mean, they beat Tennessee. That's really good. But their winning streak has been against the Giants, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Dallas. Are you kidding me? That's Buffalo. Fair. Buffalo. Hey, I'm sorry. But they beat who can... was in front of them. What do you want them to do? Lose? I'm, say- I'm saying, though, they're not. In other words, they built a streak against a team, against a group of teams that don't make you sit back and go, Wow, they're really playing great. They beat teams that they did what they were supposed to do, but I'm not impressed by what they did. That's true, but I am. That's why I picked them. <laughs> wow, that is I true. I don't think Buffalo played very good last week. Yeah, well, I mean, no, that's, that's what not. I was about to say. Well, that is they true. I, I didn't like the way Buffalo played. Now, the other factor is it's, it's not going to be snowy in Buffalo, which Lamar Jackson said he'd be afraid to play in, but it is going to be very windy, so that's my only concern about this game. But I still – I just think Baltimore overall is playing a little bit better right now than Buffalo. Slightly. I didn't like how they looked last week. So I am going to take Baltimore. I'm the lone wolf. That is correct because MacGyver Good. is also taking Baltimore. <laughs> of course he is. I'm taking Buffalo, the Bills. That's a good pick. I mean, the Bills are really good. The quarterback play is really good. So it'll be a good game. This is one of the best setups and playoffs in a long time. Yes, so. I, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend. And the next yeah. one, Cleveland off the shellacking of Pittsburgh last week. At Arrowhead to take on Kansas City and the Brett Veaches. Steve. Interesting about Kansas City. They're 15-1, and one, but you feel like their margin of error this season has been much slimmer than it was a year ago. Still, they have 15. And if they got 15, I'd be a fool to pick against them. Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah, this is going to be a close game, I think, too. Cleveland's going to be ready to play. But I, I, as, as I've said before, first of all, Kansas City, too much talent. Second of all, their coaching is really, really good. I'll take the Chiefs in a close game. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I It's hard to bet. 
I've always had a thing betting against the Super Bowl champion. You're going to have to take them down before I vote against them. You know, they're, that Mahomes, he's one of them guys that when they're losing, he brings them back. And let's see if he turns it on. Cleveland's playing really well, but I got Kansas City. And yeah, MacGyver again, also Chiefs, has Kansas City, by the way. And, and again, that margin of error for the Chiefs. That If I'm a Kansas City fan, you're 15-1, but the margin of error is so much less than it was a year ago. It's just they've got those playmakers, you know, Kelsey and the yeah. – uh, uh, I'm not great with names. The receiver Hill. who can run 100 miles Hill. an hour. Tyreek Hill. Uh, yeah, Hill. I mean, they've got these guys that even though you hold them down, boom, they'll score two touchdowns in two minutes. And that, right, that's exactly. tough to beat, you know? Yep. And then finally, Sunday night at 640. Third time these two teams will meet. Tom Brady and the Bucks against Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints, or as Steve liked to call it, the History Channel game. Steve. The game is on the History Channel. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I am going to go with Tom Brady and the Bucks. King. I just, yeah. TB12. Believe it or not, I'm going with the Bucks too. The Saints have not looked great offensively, and they were pretty dreadful last week, but Chicago was more dreadful. I think Tampa Bay gets the win. Well, again, you've got Brady, you know, and he knows how to win these games. And he's hard to bet against. I mean, I kind of like some analogies made this week. The Drew Brees is a first ballot Hall of Famer the whole nine yards. He's won one Super Bowl, you know. That's got to mean something. He's been on good teams. He's won one Super Bowl. Brady's won six, so... Should have had eight. Now MacGyver is going with New Orleans. Oh, <laughs> Here. Here. Sit. Watch him go for it all. <laughs> and also the dog is like, and there'll be people clamoring for the dog. Yes! Bring the dog back. <laughs> he won't even watch the game. We're sitting there talking like we know something. He's just like, give me a biscuit. Oh, I'm out. It's like, the, it's like the person that goes to the racetrack and says, those are pretty silks and win every race. Yeah. <laughs> I told you about that. Remember the girl Heidi? Yeah. That I dated years ago? She yep. won the football pool that we played in two years in a row, and all she did was pick the color of the helmets and the deal, you know, a lion can beat a raven in a fight. <laughs> right. That's how she picked them. And she won two years in a row. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage.